you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Greetings and welcome to the Daily NFL Fantasy Live podcast as we get you set for Championship Week 16 in the National Football League. Jason Smith alongside Akbar Bajabia Mila, Marcus Grant, Adam Rank, and Michael Fabiano. Rank has his like dislikes. We'll have all our rankings for this week at quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. We'll preview a ton of games, tell you what sleepers we like this weekend. There will be some Chubba Wumba references on the show, Mark. I will tell you that I will rank the whiskey drink ahead of the vodka drink, but the lager drink... Really comes in strong, maybe just a touch ahead of the cider drink. All right, very. Uh, you see, Akbar, what about you? I, I still don't know what you guys are talking about. That, it sounds like you're trying to say my name with food in your mouth. I Miller. What? The people, we should call you that. We should write that and say, Akbar Chabawamba. No, just call me Akbar Luwakimi Idubajabia Miller. How about we just call you Akbar? That's cool, too. Is that good? All right, very good. Tons of stuff coming your way. And Tub Thumper. Tub Thumper is. is yeah, I take showers. Do you know what tub thumping tub is? Uh, when you stay in the tub. And what do you do? And you take a bath. That's tub thumping? Yeah. <laughs> Just don't fall. <laughs> All right. Podcast <laughs> is on the way. <laughs> what is going on in America? I right, remember you can join the conversation by tweeting your questions to our show's Twitter handle at NFL Fantasy. Fabs, you are in seven championships in your nine leagues. You got Scott Porter coming up. We're going to hear from him later on in the show today. Which one are you worried about the most? Worried about Scott Porter? I'm worried about all of them. I want to win all of them. <laughs> my greedy. league of record, I'm playing against Rich Ackerman, my buddy from WFAN. So I'm worried about all of them, man. I'm picking up defenses so they can't get them. I'm picking up quarterbacks for tiebreakers. It's been a busy week. That feels good. All right, we'll have some more big spot starts coming up later on in the show. But now let's send it over to Adam Rank and Marcus Grant, who are standing by with the latest fantasy headlines. Thank you, Jason. The fantasy professor, Marcus Grant, and I here with your latest fantasy headlines for Friday. We start with Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers, who has been ruled out Sunday versus the Steelers. Here's what Packers coach Mike McCarthy had to say on Friday. Well, Aaron Rodgers has uh, been declared out for the game, uh, just as, as we do uh, every week. A lot of conversation, obviously, about Aaron, uh, everybody involved. But as an organization, we feel that uh, we are not ready uh, for him to play. 
Marcus, I don't want to speak for you, but I'm going to say we're not starting Matt Flynn. We are not starting Matt Flynn. What about Jordy Nelson? What does this do for his value? I think you still start Jordy Nelson. You maybe are tempering your expectations a little more for Nelson, but he's such a playmaker. He's such a big part of that offense that even if Matt Flynn doesn't have a huge game, Jordy Nelson can still be productive. If your fantasy championship ends in Week 16 and you have Aaron Rodgers, do you hold on to him just so he gets a share of the title? I think you do. He gets the the playoff share, right? It's the classy thing to do, right? It's the right thing to do. All right. Giants wide receiver Victor Cruz underwent arthroscopic surgery on his left knee on Thursday and was placed on season-ending IR. Ruben Randall slides into the starting lineup for the G-Men. Is he a better start than Hakeem Nix? Yes, but only slightly. I mean, the way it's been going, the Titans or the opposing defense is likely to get their, their hands on just as many footballs as uh, as Ruben Randall or Hakeem Nix are. So I think you, you stay with whoever you're starting. You stay away from Giants wide receivers. Good good piece of advice. Thanks. And in Washington, tight end Jordan Reed was also placed on season-ending IR after suffering from lingering effects of a concussion. Quarterback Kirk Cousins is a guy we're going to talk about a lot in today's show and has a pretty good matchup, one that we like. But is it enough to pick up his backup, Logan Paulson? It is not. It's either Logan Paulson or Fred Davis, the guy who's going to step in in place of Jordan Reed. But neither of those guys has been consistent enough that you take a chance on him, especially with some other good tight ends potentially on the way. We'll talk about some of those tight end pickups later on in the show. But right now, let's take a look at the latest injury report for Friday, December 20th. We're looking at Eddie Lacy. He practiced on Friday. He's battling through an ankle injury. Tavon Austin also has some injury concerns, as does T.Y. Hilton. And some other names, of course, we know. Some of these guys, Wes Welker, Jordan Cameron, are out. More of those guys in just a moment. We'll go to Adrian Peterson, who is limited in practice on Friday. And Coach Leslie Frazier said as long as there's no setback on Saturday, Peterson should play. Peterson is officially Listed as questionable, but do you go with him if he starts? If Adrian Peterson starts, you put him in your lineup. You talk about sticking with your studs in Week 16. He is one of the ultimate fantasy studs. I don't know that you can trust Toby Gerhardt or Matt Asiata if it comes down to it, but if Peterson plays, you put him in your lineup. In Jacksonville, running back Maurice Jones-Drew was held out of practice again with a hamstring injury. Backup Jordan Todman had a pretty stellar week in Week 15, filling in for MJD. He rushed for 109 yards. He pulled in four catches on eight targets for 44 yards against the Bills. Do you like him this week? I like MJD if he's playing. I like whatever Jaguars running back is going to be back there. If it's Jones-Drew, you play him. If it's Jordan Todman, you play him. Yeah. He's a, he, Todman's a great start because that Titans defense doesn't seem to stop a lot of people, especially on the ground. We'll move on to Denver here. Broncos wide receiver Wes Welker has been ruled out for Sunday. Andre Caldwell filled in pretty well in Week 15, had two touchdowns on 59 receiving yards. But, Marcus, are you playing Andre Caldwell in your fantasy championship? You are not playing Andre Caldwell in your fantasy championship. He's one of those guys who just kind of pops up, has a big week. But you talk about putting him in, that is the definition of chasing the points. Does it hurt Eric Decker or Demary? Thomas to not have Welker on the field? I don't think it does. I think both those guys are still big parts of the offense. Certainly Julius Thomas, another guy who's going to see a lot of targets. I think both of those, or all three of those guys, are guys you can trust. Okay, in Cleveland, tight end Jordan Cameron has been ruled out for this weekend's game versus the Jets due to lingering concussion syndromes. I'll have some replacement options for him if you own Cameron. We'll do that a little bit later on in our spot starts. But right now, let's send it back to Jason Smith and the guys. All right, thank you very much, Mr. Rank. Those are your latest fantasy headlines for Friday, December 20th. And, you know, i got to say, you're really bummed if you own Aaron Rodgers. You were hoping he was going to come back this season. Now you realize you had to navigate the rest of your season without him.
The good thing, though, and it's a shame that he's been injured, is that the quarterback position is so deep that you don't lose a ton losing Aaron Rodgers. Hey, you could have picked up Nick Foles. You could pick up Jay Cutler. These guys are playing well. Kirk Cousins is going to be the starter. Kirk Cousins, for a lot of fantasy teams in their championship, quarterback is easier to make up than a lot of spots well, in fantasy. But, but the thing that I'm concerned about, the people that who are relying on the guys like Jordy Nelson, you know, guys like that, those guys become effective. When you look at the production with Aaron Rodgers in the game, huge difference. When you look at him without them, you, don't, you lose the explosive plays, you lose the amount of touchdowns, all those numbers drop, and those are all important numbers when it comes to fantasy points. All right, so who do we like this week quarterback-wise? Here's our NFL.com aggregate rankings, 1 through 10 for Week 16. Peyton Manning number 1, Nick Foles, Cam Newton. You can go pick up Jay Cutler. You can go pick up a guy like Andy Dalton sitting there at number nine who has a phenomenal matchup against Minnesota this week. Fabs, Andy Dalton's a guy people are going to look back after this week and say, he won me my championship. Very inconsistent, but he's better at home, and what a matchup he's got this weekend against the Vikings. They've given up the most fantasy points per game to quarterbacks over the last four weeks, and 32 touchdown passes overall. That's the most in the National Football League. Andy Dalton's a better start than Tom Brady this week, guys. He is a lot better start than Mr. Brady. I like it. Let's move on to the running backs now. Here's our rankings 1 through 10 for Week 16. And Jamal Charles is someone, yeah, he's the top of this list with a bullet as he has been. Matt Forte, LaShawn McCoy, both really coming on strong, having phenomenal years. Eddie Lacy, Le'Veon Bell on this list. No Sean Marino. You worried a little bit about no Sean at Houston? Faz may lose some of these carries here. He's been so good. How do you bench this guy? He has been so fantastic. I think he's this year's Alfred Morris. All right, let's look at 11 through 20. Alfred Morris is a very good start this week because he's played the plays the Cowboys, who are awful against the run, and he's dominated them most of this season. Five touchdowns, most of his career. Five touchdowns, three career games. Zach Stacy is big. Reggie Bush can have a big game. Frank Gore, Bobby Rainey's a great matchup. There's a lot of depth at running back, and as we talked about, Jordan Tobin is a guy on this list. Now, sitting there at number 11 is Ryan Matthews, Akbar. Everybody stopped believing in him, and he started playing great. What kind of week does he have? Well, I think he's going to have a huge week against the Oakland Raiders. I've always said that it takes 10 seconds to lose trust, and it takes in football 10 games to regain trust. If you haven't over the last 10 games regained your trust in Ryan Matthews, then I believe that you're sleeping on your fantasy steering wheel right now because when you look at the type of production he's had this year, 236 times he's ran the ball. He's given you over 1,000 yards now. I say that Ryan Matthews is primed to have a very big game against a defense that is struggling against a run. Ryan Matthews is a big-time play. At worst, he's a high-end, too, and that's at worst for Ryan Matthews this week. Here's our wide receiver rankings, 1 through 10. Calvin Johnson barely holding off Josh Gordon, who's got a great match against the Jets this week. Keenan Allen, Pierre Garçon, Antonio Brown rounding out the top 10. Alshon Jeffrey up there right behind Brandon Marshall, but Fabs, that's close. Very close. It's six of one, half dozen of the other. They're both very good starts this week. Keenan Allen against the Raiders, a great start. Look through 11 through 20. Deshaun Jackson, Andre Johnson, who's the most targeted wide receiver in the game this year. Torrey Smith, Marcus Colston kind of slide in there, Fabs. How confident are you in these guys? I really see them more as twos or threes. Colston does not have a good history in Carolina. Someone really coming on lately is Kendall Wright, 20 targets a week ago, really getting that rapport with Ryan Fitzpatrick. What kind of start is he this week? The Amish Rifle, your boy, right? One of your guys uh, from a couple of weeks ago. Kendall Wright is a fantastic start, especially in PPR leagues. This is a great matchup against Jacksonville. They've given up the ninth most fantasy points to wide receivers over the last four weeks. Now, he doesn't score touchdowns, so he loses a little bit of his luster in standard leagues, but in PPR, he's a two right now, Jason. 
All right, let's move on to the tight ends. One through ten, week 16 rankings. You know there's some guys out. You have to replace some players. Vernon Davis, number one. Jimmy Graham, number two. Julius Thomas. There's Dennis Pittafabs all the way up there at number five. This is a guy who was available for anybody to go get a couple weeks ago. And a good matchup against the Patriots. Start him. Charles Clay there at number 10 against Buffalo Akbar. He's really become the unsung hero of this offense. He really has. I mean, just think about his production so far this season. He's had seven total touchdowns this year, and that's the most on the team. And the way they're able to utilize him is they they can use him in mismatch situations, especially against the linebackers. And I know that last week against the Patriots, he struggled. He got a little outdone by Michael Agnew, but that's just one game. I think you can go back and you can rely on Charles Clay. The way he's out there now running his routes, he's crisper with his routes. I saw him in college. Really good full back turned into a tight end so he's a guy that has some versatility to his game you can trust him in the championship game if you need him there's worse guys out there than charles play terry kirby terry kirby that's an interesting name name. well he wears 42 like terry kirby (laughs) exactly when nfl fantasy live returns we're taking a closer look at the week 16 schedule and breaking down the fantasy matchups game by game and later he kicked his team and thousands of fantasy owners to victory on monday night ravens kicker and fantasy football enthusiast Justin Tucker joins us live to talk about his record day. We're back after this. These are the games that are going to decide your fantasy championship this week. Will it be the Dolphins and the Bills? Will it be the Cowboys and the Redskins? Unless you're playing Josh Gordon, it probably won't be the Browns and the Jets. Take a look at some of the late games on Sunday slate. Patriots, Ravens, Raiders, Chargers, Steelers, Packers. Some of these games are going to preview in the next few minutes. And, of course, Falcons, Niners. You will know if you are sipping champagne or crying saying, this helped no one after Monday night. Now, a great slate of games on tap for Week 16. But who's going to come out on top? You tell us. Go to NFL.com slash Pick'em. Participate in our weekly Pick'em Fantasy game. There, you can select winners for every game on Sunday and accumulate fantasy points for each correct pick. See how you stack up against all of the experts and Hall of Famers from NFL Network. Sign up today at NFL.com slash Pick'em. Right, you know you're going to get that help no one from people who don't win championships. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm getting them already. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we do now. We take a look at some games spotlight them, tell you who we think is going to win and what fantasy players we're watching for different reasons. So, Akbar, kick things off. Steelers and the Packers. Who wins? Who are you keeping an eye on? You know, fellas, I love this game. When you look at this game, of course, the Packers need to win the final two games to be atop of the NFC North and to capture that, but they have to get through the Pittsburgh Steelers. But this is a great opportunity, if you're like me, not in a championship game, to see two running backs that are going to be the future for 2014. And we start off with Eddie Lacy. Eddie Lacy is going to be the staple of this game. Now, he's coming off of a mini slump. He had, when you look at the last two games he had before the Dallas Cowboys, he had very poor production, but came off strong with 141 yards against the Dallas Cowboys. So you know that this offense runs through him. And he's going up against a Pittsburgh Steelers defense, run defense, that's not all that strong, not the defense that we've become accustomed to. But on the other side, Le'Veon Bell, again, 2014, right around the corner. Happy New Year's, because you're going to look at Le'Veon Bell. You're going to see them feature him in this game. I think this is a great opportunity right now for him to take a hold of this 2014 class, because he is a great running back. And we get a first look at Mike Tomlin saying, it was easy to take Le'Veon Bell already Lacey. Yes. We'll find out on Sunday if that's the case. Another game we're looking at here, Vikings and the Bengals. This one, a phenomenal matchup for anyone in a Bengals uniform. I like Cincinnati in this one, 38-17. This is where they kind of start taking off. I like them as a very dangerous team in the playoffs, especially if you're playing playoff challenge. That could be a team that wins it for you there. But this week, you will love playing Giovanni Bernard. 
Ten or more fantasy points in two of his last three games. We know how bad Minnesota is against the pass, which is where he does a lot of his damage coming getting passes out of the backfield. But they're also pretty bad against the run. They're bad overall in Minnesota. Seventh most fantasy points to running backs. This is one of those weeks you play him as a running back two, as high as that if you need to. He'll give you a huge game. Cordero Patterson, very interesting guy. You can flex him. Three touchdowns in his last six games, 37 targets in the last five games, the most on the team. They are looking for him. They want him to be a big part of this offense, and in a game where they're going to have to throw the football to keep up, Cordero Patterson is a very good flex. Let's move on to Oakland-San Diego, one of the late games. Right? who you got in this one? I like the Chargers to win this one, 33-22. Sorry, actually, I guess both of these are Akbar's teams. And one guy that I will – sorry, both of your former squads. I can't yeah. help it. One player that I will definitely be watching this week is Keenan Allen, a guy that we liked going into the preseason, and we were comparing him to Anquan Bolden and the impact that he had made when he first joined the Arizona Cardinals. Now, Keenan Allen might not get to 100 receptions, but he does lead all rookie receivers with 931 yards, and he has become Phillip Rivers' top option in that offense so he is a great start this week and a guy who might also be a good start is Rod Streeter. Matt McGloin has definitely looked his way this season. He has developed the chemistry with him and now he has started to become one of those guys that you can trust in your fans especially if you're playing three receivers. Absolutely. I like Rod Streeter. This is a good good matchup. All right, let's move on to the Bears and the Eagles, one of the more interesting games. It's a night game on Sunday. Marcus, what do you have this one, 98-97? It, it will be a fantasy <laughs> bonanza, absolutely. I think the Eagles pull – or the Bears, rather, the Eagles pull this out. I'll get it right one of these times. The Eagles no, will pull right this one out, and I think it's going to set up a really interesting showdown in the NFC North next week. But a guy I'm keeping my eye on is Nick Foles. He's been fantastic for you all season long. He really turned things around for the Eagles when he took over at the quarterback spot. He's turned things around for fantasy owners as well. Even came up big in the great NFL blizzard of 2013. I think you can count on him this week. Mostly because he doesn't turn the football over. Three turnovers all season long. Switching to the other side, you got to like Jay Cutler. He came back from injury, played very well, had a slow start, but picked things up. He's really getting the ball to his guys, Alshon Jeffrey and Brandon Marshall. It helps when Jeffrey's making great catches like that in traffic. But certainly Jay Cutler's a guy you can trust. Have to live with a couple of picks. That's just who he is. But Cutler's a guy I really like. I think, though, if you have both, which some people seem to do, sure. I think you go Foles a little bit over Cutler this week. I, I agree with you on that one. All right, now, like move, moving forward, this is the last week. You're going to start having to think in a couple weeks about do we sit starters, do we move forward? How scared are you guys about that as we get deeper into the season? I'm not, I mean, if, as long as you have your fantasy championship in week 16, as America intended to, <laughs> then it shouldn't be too much of an issue. I agree with that. I think you go with the guys who got you there, and you take your chances. I think for most teams, it's not really an issue. A lot of teams are still fighting for playoff spots. Yeah, and don't overthink it. All right, there yeah. we go. It's, 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 sometimes it's that simple. <laughs> Let's take a look at our recap board of our pick who we like this week. It's a clean sweep for the Packers and the Bengals. I'm the lone wolf there for the Raiders. Akbar, I, I got to back you up there. I think maybe one he of your old teams. He played for the Chargers as well. <laughs> yeah, but he's a Raider to me. And Adam Rank out there that the Bears are going to beat the Eagles. Again, go to NFL.com slash pick to join. When NFL Fantasy Live returns, he booted the Ravens to a six-field goal-inspired victory and altered thousands of fantasy championship results with this late-game heroic on Monday Night Football. Ravens kicker Justin Tucker sitting and talking fantasy when we return. You rarely have game-winning field goal attempts in the last minute this long. I'm glad to come through. On the way. For my team here, my reality team. And it is good! For all my fantasy owners, big thank you. From 61, unbelievable! Hopefully I can continue to contribute to the successes of your respective teams. 
the fantasy hero of the week, Justin Tucker of the Ravens. Take a look at his performance on Monday night. These are most fantasy points by a kicker in a single game since 1960. Tucker last week on this list, a tremendous night, 22 fantasy points launching many people to Fantasy Championship Week. We welcome Justin into the show with us right now, Jason Smith alongside Michael Fabiano. Now, Justin, obviously you're excited to win the game after you made that kick. How long after did you realize, hey, I also won my Fantasy League, too, when I'm playing for the championship? Yeah, well, uh, here's, the, here's the thing. Is like I, I might have embellished a little bit. I didn't win my <laughs> Fantasy League. Uh, I don't even know if I won my game. I just know I've got some points. But, uh, <laughs> but uh you know, I, I didn't even make the fantasy playoffs for my, my league, but I'm not one to pack it in. I wanted to uh, put my best effort out there, uh, you know, obviously with the reality team first and foremost, but uh, with the fantasy team as well. You know, you got to make those minor adjustments throughout the week, check the waiver wire, all that sort of stuff that's good, uh, you know, good fantasy fundamentals, regardless of whether or not you have a chance to win the championship. Hey, what are some of the crazier things that have happened to you the past four days as a result of these kicks? Uh. Some of the crazy things have just been uh, not necessarily crazy things. It's actually been really nice. A lot of people reaching out on social media, on on uh, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, like those sorts of things, and just offering kind words. Um, a lot of people offering thanks for their fantasy teams. Uh, you know, getting them into uh, giving them their, their that uh, you know that push for points and that last uh, uh, you know what that last kick that we made there, but. Uh, uh, some of the some of the cool things as well have been uh, guys around the league. Uh, you know, they'll they'll have a comment here or there. That's that's pretty cool. I saw Aaron Rodgers had something nice to say. Um, Robbie Gold texted me, which is which is nice of him. Um, and then a, a number of other guys as well have offered their uh, their kind words. Hey which Justin, is really cool. uh, another kicker who plays Blair Walsh uh, is a big fantasy guy as well. So now we're going to take a look at your roster uh, from the 2013 season and. I see a lot of Ravens on there, Ray Rice, Torrey Smith, <laughs> yourself, the Ravens defense, so you're true to your team. I have a question for you, though. A lot of people still alive. They've been playing Ray Rice all season long. To me, he hasn't been healthy. That hip has been bothering him. He's having a down season. What do you have to say about Ray Rice? Would you stick with him this week? There's no question I would stick with Ray Rice. You know, I'll ride with Ray any day of the week. Uh, you know, not just uh, on my fantasy team, but uh, you know, he's he's one of my guys too. He's we're we're friends. Uh, uh, our our lockers are over there in the corner uh, in the in the HOA. Uh, it's it's pretty tough to get a locker in that spot uh, in that corner <laughs> of the locker room. So you know, we all have we all have a lot of things that we get to talk about during the week. And uh, you know, I've I've gotten to know Ray pretty well over the last couple of years. And uh, you know, I, I, I'm gonna. You know, I, I, as as you guys got to see there, I'm a little bit of a homer when it comes to my fantasy <laughs> lineup. Uh, you know, got a lot of Ravens represented there. Well, um, one, one name but, uh, I saw. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna change that anytime soon. All right. Well, I see one of the names. Great job drafting, by the way, taking Giovanni Bernard. What's it like rooting for him in fantasy? Yet he's a division rival, a team you want to see lose all the time. You know, just out of uh, uh, solidarity for what our team is trying to do, I'll usually bench him when we're playing the Bengals. Uh, uh, you know, even if he even if he does have a good game, you know, I'm not gonna uh, I'm not gonna be too upset about the fantasy uh, wins or losses. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's just a fun thing to do. But uh, uh, you know, I do like to pride myself on being a, somewhat of a uh, informed fantasy owner. Uh, and a lot of that comes from uh, not just like playing in the league and knowing guys around the league, 
but uh, you know, just really studying the you know the social media. Uh, you know, seeing if somebody says like, oh man, I, uh, I just had like a huge dinner at this nice restaurant, uh, you know, on, uh, on like a Friday or Saturday night. I might have to bench that guy because he might be a little <laughs> slow on Sunday, you know? And that's, Too many cars. Those are the types of, See, those this are the is the types of things info. you got to. Right, this is the inside info that we need, man. This is exactly what we need here. So. Well, you got to you got to follow the Twitter accounts, man. <laughs> <laughs> Who had too much pasta on a Friday night? Exactly. That's you exactly. Too many carbohydrates. That's you what happens that so Exactly. The NFL locker rooms now have more players who play fantasy football. I know Maurice Jones-Drew plays. Champ Bailey plays. You play. Blair Walsh. There's a lot of guys who play. But there's also some players who maybe don't like fantasy as much. I know Tory was tweeting this week because people on Twitter were sort of being rude. And we've seen that with Chris Johnson in the past. What do you think players think about fantasy football in general? Uh, you, you know, I think I can tell you my personal opinion in general. I think it's cool. I think it's great for the league. I think it's great for football. Um, it, specifically, it's great for the fans, you know, people who want to get connected to the game on, uh, uh, on a different level. You know, they can follow guys from teams that they might not be watching in their region uh, or, or, or things like that. But, uh, you know, it's when people take it too far, making – personal remarks or digs or attacks sometimes uh, on, uh, on, some, on, on some player's Twitter account because their fantasy team didn't do well. Um, you know, that's just bad ball right there. I mean, you just got to uh, realize that we're, we're just guys trying to make a living and uh, trying to, uh, you know, support our families and uh, just be good friends and, and, you know, to our loved ones on and off, you know, with what we do on the field, it carries off the field. All that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, people just need to keep that in mind before they hit the enter button on their, you know, 140-character yeah, well, As remarks. a fantasy analyst, I can tell you, we get it, too. So we're right there with you. <laughs> <laughs> now, I got a little surprise for you here. I know you, like all of us here at NFL Network, fans of the TV show Friday Night Lights. And QB1, Scott Porter, Jason Street taking on Michael Fabiano. <laughs> for the championship in the Celebrity League this week. He swung by our studios this week and has a special message for you, considering that Michael Fabiano playing you at Kicker this week. Tucker, Tucker, Tucker. Hey, Justin Tucker, I know you were a hero last week, and you pulled through for Fabiano on a lucky win to put him into the championship. But this week, do another Texas kid a, a solid here. Clear eyes, full hearts, miss a couple field goals, huh? How's that? I need a win. No way, man. <laughs> full heart can't lose. I love it. That's what I'm talking about right there. All right, very nice. Justin Tucker, appreciate your time with us. We'll talk to you down the road. Best of luck rest of the season. Texas forever. All right, thanks for having me, guys. Go get Welcome. him, Justin. Go get him. All right, there we go. <laughs> for more on this impending matchup this week, we're going to look forward now as Tucker and the Ravens take on the New England Patriots. Let's throw it over to Adam Rank and the guys. Thank you very much, Jason. So, Akbar, you're playing for the Chargers okay. or the Raiders. Let's say Seabass or Nate Kading talked about his fantasy team. How would you feel? As you like to say, real talk, I, I'd, real be talk. Pretty, I'd be pretty upset if it happened on the field. <laughs> I'd be pretty upset, man. Look, look, we are a creature of habits, and so you know that you're zoned in with all that adrenaline. I don't want to hear about fantasy during a game. Now, after a game, that's kind of after. cute. Okay. <laughs> after a game, it's kind of That's kind of funny. All right, well, there's two sides to this game for the Baltimore Ravens and New England Patriots, and if there's been one team that Tom Brady has not played well against, it's the Baltimore Ravens. We got some numbers right here that might scare some fantasy enthusiasts like myself who enjoy playing Tom Brady each and every week. And, Marcus, as you look at those numbers, would it be prudent to go with Tom Brady this week? I don't know that it's necessarily prudent. Now, I know you, Adam Rank, 
have you've been ride or die with Tom Brady all year long. But there are right. a lot of quarterbacks out there with really good matchups this week. I mean, we've talked about guys like Kirk Cousins who could step in and play very, very well. Nick Foles, Jay Cutler, all these guys have played well. Those might be options if you're really nervous about Tom Brady this week. One of the things the New England Patriots did last week was extend that short passing game as a small ball, the Dolphins up and down the field. What about Julian Edelman, Akbar? Is he a great play this week? Oh, he's an absolute great play this week against the Baltimore Ravens. But when you look at the way he's been utilized, I mean, you can line him up anywhere in this offense, and he's going to create havoc. He's a nightmare for defense. Not only that, he's so small, he's hard to kind of keep up with. So when you talk about a matchup nightmare, you don't necessarily have to be big like Rob Gronkowski to give the defense uh, a fit. And that's where Julian Edelman is, is going to be crucial. I say you play him. And they always seem to put him in the right spot, which makes him so tough to defend. And speaking of guys who catch the ball from the New England Patriots, if Uh-oh. your fantasy team is still alive and survived Shane Vereen last week, Marcus, are you playing him this week? I think you're playing him this week. He, just, just because I can't imagine him being so poor two weeks in a row. Now, you can't really look at the numbers for running backs because Shane Vereen isn't your typical get-the-ball-in-a-handoff sort of back. Where he makes his money is as a guy catching balls out of the backfield. So don't really concern yourself with the fact that the Ravens have been good against running backs this mm-hmm. year. Shane Vereen will catch the ball. He'll have more than the two receptions he had last yep. week. I think you can feel a little bit better you know, about And it. great point to that is the fact that he is a situational type running back as well, too. So you know that they're going to trust him in those hard situations where they're trying to keep the drive alive, and that's where he's going to gain some fantasy points in value as well. Okay, one word answers. Do you start Ray Rice this week? No. No. Can I no. say – okay, I don't – I said one word. word. Okay. <laughs> Are you not listening to my instructions? No, I, I wanted to get some more adjectives in there. <laughs> There's plenty more show coming up, Akbar. As a matter of fact, when NFL Fantasy Live returns, we're breaking down more games and have our fantasy spot starts of the week. The 2013 fantasy season is almost complete. That means it's time to hand out some hardware. Check out NFL.com slash Fantasy Awards all this week to vote on our fantasy awards and categories like Fantasy Rookie, Bust, and Overall Player of the Year. Then check us out during Week 17 as we unveil our winners. Vote now, NFL.com slash Fantasy Awards. Now, speaking of hardware to dole out, odds are, if you have a couple of the players' names you're seeing right here, you are probably battling this Sunday for a championship trophy. This list represents the players most frequently found on the rosters of teams in NFL.com League Championships. You see Keenan Allen on this list, number one for wide receiver points for a rookie. This is a guy who's going to go very early next year. Right now he's a low-end wide receiver one and another season in that offense in San Diego. Watch out. He's got a lot of value going into 2014. Now, a guy that Michael Fabiano's been on from the beginning since he got the gig in St. Louis has been Zach Stacy. Fabs, what's his value now for 2014? To me, he's going to be a borderline RB1 or 2. He's going to be the centerpiece of this offense, even with Sam Bradford back. Zach Stacy has shown that he's versatile, that he can block. He can be a three-down back. He's going to see goal line work, and you like to see those abilities from your running back because of so many backfield committees in the National Football League, when you get a player who can do it all, boy, that just adds to their fantasy appeal. What round are you going to see him going? Second round, but you know me. I'm all about going running backs early. <laughs> so he'll be a second-round pick for me. All right, Marcus, how about Alshon Jeffrey? He's turned out to 
potentially be the number one wide receiver in Chicago going into next Which year. is really amazing. Coming into the season, I think everybody knew that the Bears were going to have to spread the ball around. It couldn't be all Brandon Marshall all the time. But I don't think anybody expected Alshon Jeffrey to step up the way he has. He's getting a lot of looks. And what really helps is the fact that he can make acrobatic catches like that. We've seen how many times him going over the top of defenders and bringing in balls along the sideline or in the end zone. He's become a huge part of the, the offense, and he's been a big confidence booster for whoever's been at quarterback, Jay Cutler or Josh McCown. And he's a guy who coming into next year could be a low-end wide receiver one, a high-end wide receiver two. All right, real quick on DeMarco Murray. Every year we say, oh, this is the year for DeMarco Murray. Then we devalue him, and now Fabs, he's come out with a pretty big season. Where does he go? Second round, I think. He actually could slide. Look how good he's been this year. And I know he's missed a little bit of time, but he hasn't missed significant time with injuries. He's a featured back, which, again, is tough to find in the National Football League. He's in a very explosive offense. He's been great. He's been one of the five best running backs in fantasy over the last four or five weeks. You can't argue with the numbers. You should arrange an introduction between DeMarco Murray and Jason Garrett. Well, Jason Garrett <laughs> might not necessarily be the coach of the Cowboys next hey, season. Hey, hey, I Jason don't know. Garrett calls running plays. It's not DeMarco Murray's fault Tony Romo changes him. It's okay. Very true. Now, speaking of DeMarco Murray and the Cowboys, let's get another couple of game previews in here. Cowboys at the Redskins on Sunday. Fabs, Tony Romo, look, if he audibles to pass plays, he's getting a lot of fantasy points on Sunday. Here's what scares me, though, because on paper, this is a great matchup. It's a fantastic matchup. The Redskins' defense is not as bad as the Cowboys, but it's pretty darn close. But... He has a really bad history against the Redskins in Washington. And there could be some weather in this game. We talked about DeMarco Murray, how the Cowboys may just want to run with the football and hopefully continue to run because they will find success on the ground. I honestly think Romo's a little bit of a risk this weekend. So low-end one for you? Low-end one, high-end two. I wouldn't be surprised if some people started Jay Cutler over him, Kirk Cousins over him. There are some options out there at the quarterback position that are on the waiver wire right now who could put up better points than Romo. All right, let's move on to Pierre Garçon now, Marcus. He had disappeared for a little while, but now it looks like Kirk Cousins found him last week. He definitely did. I think, though, you go into this week thinking Pierre Garçon as a wide receiver, too. I don't know that you put him much higher than that, but he played very well, had, had 15 targets against the Cowboys earlier this season. We know the Cowboy defense is bad. They give up a lot of fantasy points to wide receivers. Kirk Cousins certainly auditioning for what could come for him next season. I think he's going to go and find his number one target. That's going to be Pierre Garçon. He's always good to break a big play to get behind the defense and score a long catch and run like you saw there. I think he's a guy, like I said, you trust him as a wide receiver too and hope that maybe he breaks out against Dallas. We're going to make a lot of fantasy owners nervous right now. If you own Drew Brees, you may want to not look at what we're going to show you on this next board. Quarterbacks on the road against the Panthers generally do not do very well. 220 pass yards per game, five touchdowns, 12 turnovers. I guess I should have said turn away and no, don't listen because I'm talking about what's going on. But this is what happens when quarterbacks play in Carolina under 10 fantasy points per game. Mark, if you throw in the fact that Drew Brees is four points worse on the road than at home, how do you feel about starting him? It's actually even worse than that. He's closer to double digits uh, worse on the road than at home. So I think he's a guy, though, you can't sit Drew Brees. Because he's Drew Brees. I mean, you drafted him high. You have him in there as a top quarterback. But you play him this week. You really temper your expectations. I think the only way you go away from him is if you maybe have a guy like Phillip Rivers or Nick Foles somewhere on your roster. You want a bold prediction? Andy Dalton will score more fantasy points than Brees this weekend. Andy Dalton has an open day. Oh, no, he's playing Minnesota. He's playing Minnesota. (laughs) How about Cam Newton? How high do you have him ranked this week? He's in my top five. Cam Newton has been one of the best quarterbacks in fantasy. And he finds success against the Saints 
at home, a rushing touchdown in two career games in Carolina against New Orleans. The Saints have allowed the fourth fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks this season, but we can't really put Cam Newton in a typical quarterback category because he can run with the football so effectively. Yeah, 40 yards rushing and a touchdown, and suddenly, even if he has a bad game throwing You've the got- football, it's 20 fantasy points. Correct. All right, there we go. There's some quarterbacks. You got some more quarterbacks coming your way. Can Captain Kirk Cousins lead your team to the promised land? Spock. Can you trust Andrew Luck or Eric Decker? Adam Rank reveals all next on NFL Fantasy Live. Hey, everybody, it's me, Adam Rank, and every week I give you my likes and dislikes in the world of sports, TV, movies, and so much more. It's a great time. But it's championship week, and it's time for real talk. So I won't sit here and talk about how John Cena tried to steal Daniel Bryan's heat. I won't spoil Homeland for you. I'm not going to talk about Duck Dynasty, a Chumbawamba reunion, Baron Hilton, although he, did you know his grandfather actually founded the Chargers? And he dude, was, dude, we got to move this segment along. Let's go. Oh, sorry. Oh, you're right. Yes, the likes and dislikes. And my first like of the week is Kirk Cousins. Yes, the game in D.C. is challenging. I can't figure out which quarterback I want to start. It's kind of like choosing between Zoe Deschanel and Hannah Simone. You just can't seem to go wrong with either. But I like Cousins because the Redskins are going to be inclined to throw the football. Look, you aren't going to increase Cousins' trade value by handing the ball off to Freddie Morris 60 times. Ooh, I do like Freddie this week, too, though. But a quarterback I don't like this week is Andy Luck. And when it comes to Andy, I find myself to be the horse whisperer. And that horse, of course, is a colt. We've been spot on with Luck all year. And I just don't like this matchup. The Chiefs have allowed a quarterback to throw for more than 240 yards just once in their last 11 home games in December. And Luck has been a much different quarterback on the road. Let's move on to happier times. And Freddie Jackson, a running back I do like. The Dolphins have been better against the run as of late. But part of that was because the Patriots refused to run in Miami. The Bills won't go that route because Dad Lewis. And when you look at what Jackson has done historically against the Dolphins, you will see this is a pretty sound start. One running back I dislike, however, is Steven Jackson, the man I predicted to be the fantasy MVP of 2013. And it hasn't worked out so well, but he was so good against the Redskins last week as he scored two touchdowns for me. And you know what? That's good enough, Steven. You did all that I needed you to do. Even in the best of circumstances, yeah, you weren't going to start this week, so no hard feelings. And speaking of no hard feelings, I like Eric Decker this week. Sure, he nearly cost me with that performance against the Chargers, but we survived and advanced. He's had five touchdowns in his last three games against the Texans, and he's had at least 115 receiving yards in two of those games. He's an excellent start as only Peyton Manning responds to losses with 900 passing yards and 17 touchdowns against inferior opponents. Seriously, I hope you guys don't have to go against Peyton this week. Now let's take a look at some more guys that I like and dislike. Red Dalton, stardom, Marshawn Lynch, Torrey Smith, Kendall Wright. Please, Team America, leave him on the bench. Joe Flacco, he's been so good against the Patriots in the past, but I can't trust him. C.J. Spiller on the bench. Larry Fitzgerald has been terrible historically against Seattle. And you, Martellus Bennett, the Eagles are tough on fantasy tight ends. But now it's time to send it over to Jason Smith and the fellas for some spot starts of Week 16. Thanks, Adam. Time now for Hotels.com Fantasy Spotlight Spot Starts of the Week. But first, Ockberg, top 10 Chumbawamba songs. Go. I couldn't even tell you. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know what that is. 
and I won't respond to it. All right, how about instead we give you some spot starts for Week 16? They made these guys you may never start again, well, especially because it's championship week, but guys you have questions about, can I put them in my lineup? What about Michael Crabtree, Akbar? Can you get him in your lineup this week? Absolutely. I love Michael Crabtree, and chances are while he was out on it with his torn Achilles, of course you were playing some other guys who were doing well for you, but Michael Crabtree I think is a perfect start. You look at his game last week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He had five catches, 45 yards, and a touchdown. That's good enough, and I think he's going to continue to get some momentum going. When you look at his the amount of plays he's playing, he's getting a lot more reps now. They're looking to him. They're targeting him more now. I say that Michael Crabtree is an excellent wide receiver, too, going into this week. I, I mean, great play in Atlanta's defense. Their secondary, they struggle. Was that a song? No, that's Chumbawamba. All right, now Adam Rank now playing for his third championship in the last four years in the Experts League. Give me a tight end you like this week if you had to play him. Well, Jordan Cameron is out with an injury, so I'm looking at Dennis Pitta, the guy who is coming and immediately went back to being Joe Flacco's go-to guy in the red zone. It's what we thought going into the season is that with Anquan Bolden now moving on to San Francisco, Dennis Pitta was going to step up and be that guy in the red zone, and he was great his first week, not so much the second week, but this is a pretty good matchup against the New England Patriots. They've allowed a lot of fantasy points at tight ends over the last month, so if you can still find Dennis Pitta on your Ross, or excuse me, on your waiver wire, go pick him up. He is a great start this week. And that, I, I guess I should have kept talking because there was still video going. I just made, I made my point emphatically, and I just stopped because that's what I do. You tried to just do the well, drop the, the mic. the stage manager was going to yell at me again. <laughs> All right, Jason, what do you got for us? All right, thanks a bunch, Mr. Rank. You know, as the president likes to say, my opinion on Matt Schaub is evolving over the course of the last few, few days here. Look, from a football standpoint, the Broncos' defense is awful. Nine passing touchdowns allowed in the last four road games. They're averaging giving up over 325 yards per game on the road this season. Throw into the account where Matt Schaub right now, he sees his football life in front of him. Literally. He wants to be a starter somewhere next season. If he doesn't have big games the next two weeks, he's going to be a backup somewhere. That's how he's going to play out the rest of his career. This is his chance to show other teams that could need a quarterback next year, a quick fix, that, hey, I can still play for you. He has a big week this week. He's going to be your 20 fantasy points at least. They're going to throw for a lot of yards because, look, they're going to be behind. So they're going to have to throw for a lot of yeah, yeah, I like what you did there, too. His football life depends on it. So, I mean, if he has a bad game, of course, he's going to be featured on our football life and talk about, you know, the fall of <laughs> Matt Schaub. <laughs> yeah, if he has a bad game this week, next week, Matt Schaub <laughs> football life. All right, Marcus, give me a defense you can pick up and play this week. I am going with, to all pardons to Adam Rank, the St. Louis FC. I think the Rams are going to be really good this week. They have been really fantastic at home this year. And you look at what they do, especially the guys up front. You see a lot of guys making plays up there. Robert Quinn has been, dare I say it, mighty this season. I mean, Chris Long is a playmaker, James Laurinaitis. And a guy who's really underrated, Alec Ogletree in the middle of that field. But the Rams at home, they have scored seven or more fantasy points in five straight home games. They get takeaways. They score touchdowns. And they're going to be against a Buccaneers team that has struggled away from Tampa. They give up a lot of sacks away from home. And I think the Rams are really going to take advantage of it. Look, they're not really playing for a playoff spot, but... They're playing for pride, and the Rams in the Dome are a tough deal to deal with. Yeah, and the best thing they do is they get pressure on the quarterback without having to send blitzers. Those front guys have been fantastic this season. Here's our spotlight spot starts of the week. Akbar says over 13 fantasy points from Michael Crabtree. Rank has Dennis Pitter for near 10, which would be a phenomenal start. I have Matt Schaub for 18, and Marcus has the Rams defense for 11 against Tampa Bay. Those are Hotel.com fantasy spotlight spot starts of the week 
for Championship Sunday. When NFL Fantasy Live returns, we're answering your most pressing questions regarding Chubbawamba, regarding your championship roster, and looking ahead to next season. NFL Fantasy Live will be right back after this. I get knocked down. What is Chubbawamba? <laughs> Weather is always a major factor late in the season, so now for the latest on how the weather is shaping up for Sunday, let's send it out to our fantasy meteorologist Jim Kosick from ABC4 in Salt Lake City. Jim? And I tell you what, uh, Jason, may I say it's been a pleasure to be with you all year long. They say the Cardinals are on the road, right? But there's another Arizona feature that's on the road as well. It's this storm system It's going to grab moisture off the Gulf of Mexico, and it's going to chuck it northbound. Now, for most, it's near-record temperatures, rain, thunderstorms, wind, lightning. That still can't be good if you're outside playing. So, you think Buffalo snow this time of year. Ah, but this one's rain. And heavy at times it will. That ball goes this way, that way. When rain reaches its top forward fall velocity, see, as raindrops fall, they oscillate. They go, woo, like they're talking to you. That hits the pigskin square in the schnoz. It flutters all over the place. But we also have some thunderstorms returning for the second half of the game uh, over the road in East Rutherford. Oh, and maybe some severe weather. Uh, for the Cowboys and Redskins NFC East matchup here. I'm also worried about severe thunderstorms in Carolina. That's a great battle right there as well. The storm system is going to be exiting Cincinnati. So if you're tailgating, you'll only get wet. Shortly thereafter, you're fine. And there's Cardinals on the road taking on the Seahawks. A couple of clouds and showers, but it shouldn't be all that big of a deal. Backside of the same storm system, snow. But then we also contend with showers, uh, Baltimore up the road toward the Lincoln, Philadelphia. But again, because these are the later games, the worst in terms of severe weather is over. So good news, at least in that respect. And this right here, gentlemen, is an official Red Rider carbine action, 200 shot range model, air rifle. And other than a fantasy victory over the local sports guy here to show him that weather truly does rule, it's all I want for Christmas. You'll shoot your eyes out, Be careful. Hey, real quick, you guys worry more about wind and rain than you do about snow? Uh, you know what? Wind for me. Wind is the big one. Wind and rain. Absolutely. More wind than rain or snow. All right, and we know in the snow you can trust everybody except Matthew Stafford, so that's all right. That'll do it for us today. A big thanks to Ravens kicker Justin Tucker for stopping by. We'll see you Sunday morning, 11.30 a.m. Eastern on NFL Red Zone and NFL.com with all the latest fantasy news to get your lineup set for Championship Sunday. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products, it's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless.